Hi, everybody, and welcome to the 50th episode of the B-Roll Podcast. Pew, 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 pew. We are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. <laughs> my name's Anthony. And my name is Chris. Yes, it is. How are you doing? Doing all right. It's Wednesday. It is January Wednesday, January 27th of the year 2021. It is a balmy 55 degrees outside. Yeah. Sunny. Yeah. This is the part of winter that everyone likes, but the... <laughs> The I mean, is we get the, in our region, the yes. Winning. Yeah. <laughs> so, how about yourself? I'm okay. Just okay? Just okay. It's another Wednesday. <laughs> I'm a little excited about this podcast. Oh, yeah? Why? Well, as I mentioned before, it's our 50th mainline episode. I feel like the number of podcasts that reach 50 episodes has got to be fairly low. Yeah. Lots of projects get started and then abandoned yeah. for one reason or another. Just nothing nothing against the people who start projects and then have to stop. There's all sorts of reasons to do that. But yeah. it feels good to, you know, to still be kicking. That's a milestone. Like that it means is a milestone. While we did release a great deal of our episodes two times in a week, if you were to space them all out, I mean we essentially have a year's worth of content yeah. if we had only if released we were, them. if we'd kept to our original yeah. weekly schedule. Yeah. <laughs> we actually the reason we stopped doing the weekly is we kind of we produced too much and we were like, Well, let's just yeah. get this out. <laughs> if we had taken a break, I don't think you know, the chances of us coming back are slimmer. So the people need to the people need to hear us. So Yeah, our opinions give the people are what they want. important. Some would say so, more important than other opinions. I'm not here say to that. say whether those people are right or wrong. I'd say they're, they're right. probably, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have 50 reasons why they are. 50 uh, reasons. So <laughs> yes, 50 episodes full of dumb opinions. Today is a special episode, not only because it is the 50th episode, but it is the return of the Suits. Yes. John Suits. Uh, just a little bit of a background on old Mr. Suits. He still doesn't have a Wikipedia page. So I'm not entirely sure if he's a real person or right. Uh, right. he's still just a pen name, a pseudonym, if you will. Some funny little tidbits about the movies of John Suits. The first movie we ever reviewed was 3022, which was, I think, up until that point, his most recent movie. It was. It is now his second most recent movie. Yep. Yeah, that had been released. And then for our 25th episode, we decided to go back to the well that is John Suits. We watched and reviewed a movie called Pandemic, which, interestingly enough, gave us another foundational piece of our podcast. It did. Introduced a little segment we like to call the Idiot of the Movie, and uh, I'm pretty excited for that. And uh, yeah, so I, wow. I can't wait to see what comes out of this one. <laughs> oh, I let me tell you, buddy. Let me tell you. I don't have any. So if it wasn't obvious here in the B-roll <laughs> podcast, we watch and review science fiction media, specifically anything straight to stream, direct to DVD or VOD as it is nowadays, whether that's movies, television, fan films, YouTube originals. Has there been another yeah. short film? I'm trying to think of yeah. another thing we've done. Whatever, as long as it's a visual media, something we can watch. Sometimes we have to read it. But uh, <laughs> what exactly did we watch, Chris? We watched the 2020 science fiction masterpiece, Breach. Wait, 2020? We didn't watch the 2007 American spy thriller film, Breach? <laughs> no. <laughs> we might have to postpone uh -oh. this uh -oh. podcast problematic <laughs> i was wondering i was gonna ask how this was no no <laughs> definitely bought this movie so 
I'm not proud to admit that I also bought it. So, <laughs> so yes, as we've already mentioned, is directed yeah. by a Mr. John Suits. He did not produce, unlike previous movies we've watched with him on it. Uh, mm-hmm. He just mm-hmm. directed. He didn't have any hand in the writing or producing. No more than a director normally does. Was written by Edward Drake and Corey Large and stars in an interesting order on IMDb, Cody Kearsley, Bruce Willis, and Rachel Nichols. Mm. So we've seen Rachel Nichols before. She also starred in Pandemic. And uh, on this podcast, I I should say we've seen her before. Seen her in other (laughs) things outside of the podcast. And of course, we have seen Bruce Willis in other things. Nothing that we've reviewed here, but definitely have seen Bruce Willis. I've never heard of him. What's he oh, been in? He was most recently in a, in a Die Hard battery commercial uh, where he played a character named John McClane. <laughs> <laughs> he also, uh, I don't know if you, <laughs> he also did a voice part in uh, the Lego movie 2, the second part. Mm. Yes. He was okay. in G.I. Joe Retaliation as the titular G.I. Joe. Okay, okay. I think I know him most for uh, his 1998 turn in the uh, video game Apocalypse as Trey Kincaid. Oh, really? I was going to say his biggest movie is probably Cop Out alongside (laughs) Tracy Morgan. (laughs) Buddy Cop comedy movie. Uh, He should have done more movies where he played a cop. He did really well in that. (laughs) Man, just we talked about Mr. Wesley Trent Snipes in a more recent episode but walter bruce willis born march 19th 1955 interestingly enough born in germany west germany a country that technically no longer exists he was he was an actor for a long time i think off like uh, he got his i think start off broadway Mm. and then i think he got famous for a television show called moonlighting which is mm, a show that yeah. I've never seen an episode of, but that really broke him out. He, 65 episodes over four years. Yeah. So yeah. from 1985 to 1989, and then he starred in a movie in 1998, a little known. A little, 1998? I'm sorry, 1988. There you go. A little American action film directed by John McTiernan. That is a name that should resonate soundly throughout the uh, action movie verse. Uh, but Die Hard. Die Hard. So, die Hard. Yeah. I think I've seen that. <laughs> yes. No, Die Hard, the best Christmas movie ever released. Arguably. 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 And truly the best Christmas movie ever released. Yes. You mentioned Moonlighting. I only know that Moonlighting exists because there's a joke about it in the first Ninja Turtles movie way back in the 80s. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't remember the joke, but I do remember them talking about moonlighting, yeah. Two of the characters run, rush out of the room and slam doors in opposite directions. I forget which turtle says. It's like moonlighting. There you go. It was either Donatello or Michelangelo, I assume. Well, yeah, because I think Raphael was a little out and uh, Leonardo was not comedic relief. <laughs> Well, he was, just not intentionally. No, right, right. (laughs) No, so in all seriousness, Bruce Willis, great, great actor. A lot of well-known actor. Um, We already mentioned Die Hard and its sequels. He was in Pulp Fiction, 12 Monkeys, Sixth Sense. Was it Fifth Element? Armageddon, Sin City. I'm trying to scroll through here, see if there's other bigger ones. Uh, He, um, He Unbreakable. His filmography is interesting because I think it really does peak because he's only Bruce Willis 
uh, was born, like I said, in 1955. So he's 65 as of today. He'll be 66 in March. Mm-hmm. But his his filmography kind of peaks, I think, around probably 1998. You think so? He was in Armageddon. Right. If you were to like, if you were to name off his movies, starting with his big break in 1988. So he was in Die Hard. He was the voice of Mikey and Look Who's Talking. Cool. Die Hard 2, Look Who's Talking 2, Hudson Hawk, that's a nightmare. Watch it just because it's entertaining. Sure, sure. Death Becomes Her, Loaded Weapon, Color of Night, North, oh God, Pulp Fiction, he was, he did Nobody's School. Loaded Weapon. Yeah. Die Hard with a Vengeance, Four Rooms, Twelve Monkeys, Last Man Standing. Uh, he was a voice in Bees and Butthead to America, The Fifth Element, The Jackal, Mercury Rising, and Armageddon. And then... The Sixth Sense, right after that. Whole Nine yeah, Yards, well, Unbreakable. I mean, that brings that's what I'm saying, like... Yeah. I think he peaks probably 1998, 1999, 2000. And he does some other stuff afterwards, but I don't think he reached the same cinematic heights, you know? I, I, like, I suppose. I mean, Tears of the Sun in 2003, Sin City in 2005. But you're right. Maybe it's a little less consistent. He's still working. Well, it's right around the time when I think he started making movies because he, I don't know if he had any money issues or not, but he just started making a lot of direct-to-DVD movies. And he's that's okay. Doing what he wants to do, I think. Yeah, he's an he's an actor. I I once had this conversation with um a friend of mine who is an actor, and I was making a joke about uh, what's his name, your boy, Robert De Niro. Oh, I was going to say Nicolas Cage, but okay. <laughs> no, he well, Nicolas Cage's problems are purely financial. Yes, I was talking about Robert De Niro, purely. and I was I was I made some offhand remark about how he was making a bunch of bad movies, and uh, this person looked at me and said, "He's an actor." Like, it's his job. You know, He he's in the movies that he's in. So I, I don't know if he's won any major awards. I can't tell you. I'm, I'm not, his awards and honors page is pretty extensive. But I don't think he won an Oscar for anything. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, I mean, his last four movies have been Breach, Hard Kill, Survive of the Night, and Trauma Center. They all are they are all direct to VOD. Sure. You know, I mean, so he's, he's just... probably easier to do, right? Yeah. Honestly, I was surprised by how prominent he is in Breach. Yeah. The last movie I watched with Bruce Willis in it that was direct to DVD, he showed up for one or two scenes. <laughs> but his face and name was on the cover, right? They were using right. him as a as a way of selling the movie. It worked because I clicked on it on Netflix or whatever streaming service it was. Yeah. So I was surprised by how big of a role he has in this film. Yeah, he's just, I mean, in, I think that's the arc of every actor. You know, you, yeah. you're you relatively unknown, you break out, you may or may not have this, like, this peak, you reach your zenith, and then eventually you are on the downward slope of your career. And there's nothing, I don't think it's inappropriate yeah. or, if, like, in, in mean-spirited way to say the downslope of your career because it's just a fact because eventually he's going to stop making movies sure. right yeah like uh, he's got at least one more diehard in him for sure <laughs> look if we want to start D- talking about down <laughs> downward slope of careers thomas jane is in this movie oh yes uh <laughs> um i i don't necessarily think that old tommy jane had a peak <laughs> i mean but he sure. he was in one of my favorite movies ever made, and that's Deep Blue Sea. Okay, so yeah. I, you know I liked I liked him as the Punisher. He was great in The Mist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take that. I think a lot of people more recently have enjoyed him in The Expanse, mm. which is a you know a sci fi show that we should get around to looking at. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's just I mean Thomas Jane is just one of those guys that he's just a a character actor. He's not a leading man because. Sure. 
none of the movies in which he has been a leaving a leading man have really succeeded in my opinion I, like, I mean, looking at him right now i think he could play bruce campbell's older brother <laughs> i always thought he was like I think it could, this could work i always thought he was He's aaron Mech, mm. like aaron meh heart he's kind of kind of aaron eckhart ish yeah all so just to round it out because <laughs> our, our lead actor is cody kearsley relatively unknown the opposite end of his career from bruce willis mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he was a main role in netflix's daybreak he was in a bunch of episodes of riverdale uh, i don't know if he's mm-hmm. still there or not so he did some some tv as a i believe teenager so. yeah. I mean, he was born in 91. How old does that make him? 29. He's so 29, good yeah. for him. He's been in, what, five, six movies? Yes. Five Borealis, movies with one more Power coming Rangers, up. Mm-hmm. Gemini, River Road, Breach, and then Kingdom Come, whatever that is. Whatever that is. Yeah, also producing. Yeah. So who, who knows? We'll talk about his performance when we get around to it. But he's our he's our lead. And rounding out our, our main, our principal actors, I, I would say, is... Rachel Nichols, who we've mentioned before, we've seen. We've previously reviewed a movie she starred in, Pandemic, also directed, produced by Mr. John Suits. She was the lead in that film. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also had roles, very small roles in, was it Star Trek? She's in a scene. I don't know why that's listed first on her Wikipedia. <laughs> she was also in G.I. Joe. She was the the lead actor on Continuum, which is a fantastic show. I think you can watch the whole thing on Netflix. Highly recommend it. A lot of fun. I uh, see she... Played in Criminal Mind, Chicago Fire. It's a lot of television, The Librarians. Mm-hmm. I like her as an actor, so it's cool to see her again. This role is very different than the other things we've seen her do. So, Is there anyone else yeah. actor-wise that we want to bring up? We haven't even blurred. We just kind of got stuck on Bruce Willis and went down this yeah. actor spiral here. That's, that's fair. I'll do the IMDb blurb. Well, that's the only blurb I have. <laughs> well, then Why are you gonna take this from Net- me? I will do the Amazon Prime blurb. Bruce Willis stars in the action-packed sci-fi thriller "Fleeing a Devastating Plague on Earth." An interstellar arc comes under the attack from New Threat, a shape-shifting alien force intent on slaughtering what is left of humanity. I didn't make a grammatical error there. I was gonna ask. No, uh, interstellar arc comes under attack from New Threat. <laughs> All right, good, 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 good. <laughs> Uh, An IMDb is much much shorter and hopefully more grammatically correct. On the cusp of fatherhood, a junior mechanic aboard an interstellar arc to New Earth must outwit a malevolent cosmic terror intent on using the spaceship as a weapon. Wait, Mm. like that? Give away. That is what he has to do. But I mean, that's what he has to do in the last, (laughs) in the final act of the movie. (laughs) This is a wow. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, and is uh, he a junior it, mechanic? We don't even know what he is. Technically. If we could take a step back for just a second and talk about some of the other actors real quick. There are three in particular that I want to mention. Johnny Messner, who played Blue. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, Bruce Willis actually says out loud, I've worked with him for 10 years. Blue wouldn't do this. Not exactly untrue, because he has also been in Tears of the Sun, Hostage, which also stars Bruce Willis. He has been in movies with Bruce Willis, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's interesting. He was also on an episode of Friends. That's okay. That's all he's got. Sure. And then Timothy V. Murphy, who played Stanley, I think wins the award for guy I confused for Vigo Morgenstein as soon as he arrived on screen. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Like, no, but just Vigo Morgenstein from, what's that, Eastern Promises? I've you know only seen about? him in that one movie. Oh, that, that one? short film? Okay. 
Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, he's been on some stuff. Um, and maybe that Sons horse of Anarchy, movie. True Detective. He's just been in a couple things. And then finally, last but certainly not least, Callan Mulvey, or Kalen Mulvey, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. I recognized him from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He plays yep. a character named Jack Rollins. Yes. Who I think eventually becomes some, like, I think he... He dies or whatever, but he starts out as a member of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then as it turns out, spoilers, that he's actually a member of HYDRA. So, there you go. Those are my I mean, actors that I'd like to point out. <laughs> did you just spoil Captain America? Yeah, I did. I did say spoilers. <laughs> I said it out loud. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's a very he's very recognizable. He's distinct. Yes. That's, he's very distinct. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. All right, cool. Yeah. That's all I got. I, I got a question about, about Breach. Okay. And about the Wikipedia article, the plot for the Wikipedia article, I don't, I'm not going to go through it, but I believe that this plot is based off of pre-release information because I feel like some of it's like they call some things the wrong thing. Like they keep calling the ship the Ark with a capital A mm-hmm. and it's not called the Ark. They don't call it an Ark at all as far as I can tell. Yeah. Maybe the automated voice at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, they, it's called the Hercules. The Hercules, yeah. They, I know yeah. it's called the Hercules because they used a label maker to, to make wor- the word Hercules <laughs> on a sticker and then they put that over every logo and every TV they used uh, as, as panels all throughout this spaceship. And you can't hear, hopefully you can hear the air quotes as I say, spaceship. Uh, <laughs> oh man! So this is the, the this is the bit of the pod where I ask you, "Hey, Chris." Yes, Anthony. How'd you like this movie? I kind of liked it. I think had this movie been in different hands, and what I mean by that is not not that John Suits isn't a good director, because I think the movies that he makes that we've watched, I think only one of them has been quote unquote bad. And it was think, well directed, but sure. For the most part, yeah. For thirty twenty two, I thought it was that was pretty good. But in terms of this movie, I think it just like Pandemic is a movie that ultimately fails because of its budget. You know, there's just yeah, the lighting does a pretty good job of disguising the fact that we're not on, obviously we're not in a spaceship because you know because they don't the exist. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I mean these hallways. I mean, this is just your generic-looking set, the their wardrobe, you know, what have you. But they, I think the lighting, a lot of the camera work, even though there's a lot of jump cuts, like people are talking off-screen while we're looking at other people's faces. But I think if this movie had had a, bid, a bigger budget, it might have been pretty good. I feel like I've seen it before. Are you talking about bigger budget? I feel like if I could have just loaned them <laughs> a Benjamin... So they could fix the effects on the guns. I, I think yeah, yeah. that alone. Yeah. The most immersion-breaking scene for me is when he's in the bathroom and like he's cleaning out one of the sinks. And it. I know this is supposed to be a spaceship, and I know that it's not a. It's not a spaceship. I know we're on a set, but that is a bathroom from some. That's an office building bathroom because it's oh, got 100%. like a. It's got like a porcelain sink. <laughs> There's like concrete walls, fluorescent yeah. lighting everywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I think for the most part, I think this movie probably. Let's talk about the facts. Yeah, let's talk about the facts. <laughs> Breach is sitting currently with four thousand seven hundred ratings on IMDb at three point six out of ten, with a median of five. But the most votes have gone to one. <laughs> We're looking at on Rotten Tomatoes, 25% rotten based on 12 critical reviews, but 76% audience score out of 648 really? audience reviews. Um, and I, I think I, I feel the same. 
As this movie exists in the medium that we have chosen to watch it, it is not by definition a good movie. Right. That's our lot in life. It's got budgetary issues. I'm looking at a picture of Bruce Willis holding this weird flamethrower thing that I I 100% believe that's a cardboard tube that's been spray painted black. You mentioned the effects. They're shooting guns and they're like shaking while shooting guns and like the, (laughs) the worst fake white flash is coming out of the end of this gun. Yep. The flame and acid effects are not good. It's problematic, but I felt relatively engaged throughout the movie. I thought the plot and premise, while familiar, were good enough to keep me watching. I mean, I would have kept watching anyways because we're going to talk about it on the pod. Sure, sure. But at no point was I like, oh, I gotta, I have to stop. Like, this is just, I can't. Like, that's what 3022 did to me. 3022 made me want to stop watching the movie. I never wanted to stop watching this. I always wanted to know what was going to happen next. What line was Bruce Willis going to grunt while the camera wasn't looking at him? The subtitles were especially messed up, so that's fun. But in terms of all the actors, I think performance-wise, there's some obvious and clear mail-ins. And I'm not going to fault anyone who decided that they were going to mail in their performance in this movie because it had a box office of $25,226. I don't know what Very the Very limited is. release. Like sure. two or three theaters, one day, maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know how much money it's made because of video on demand. It was released on December 18th. So probably not a whole lot considering, you know, maybe... I, I doubt we'll do it, but if we come back in a year, maybe how much money this movie's made since. Zero extra dollars. Yeah. So the, the box office is done. It's done. <laughs> I do think that Cody Kearsley and Cassandra Clementi, you know, I, since they're unknowns, kind of, you know, gave it to us a little bit. I think Cody does a pretty good job of acting as a scared stowaway on this ship. Mm. Spoilers. Even though Haley is in a cryo tube for the majority of the movie the scenes that she's in she does a pretty good job i will agree that i did i don't necessarily think it's a 3.6 oh if i was going to review this movie strictly on how it was made i think a 3.6 is accurate but as a b movie four? Oh, 4. that point four. Four point yeah. one. Four point one. yeah 4.1 so. why the heck not that's all i gotta say all right i think really the most surprising thing that you've said is that it's got a 76% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I did find it on Metacritic, by the way. <laughs> Metacritic, user score, 0.9. <laughs> That's the least surprising thing you've said. Seriously, how can YouTube videos have better CGI and better special effects than budgeted film? I understand that this isn't some AAA production, right? I can ignore the fact that, yes, they're just in an office for so much of this movie why are the ceilings so high in the cafeteria room aren't they on a spaceship i never understood negative space on a spaceship Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i've mentioned this before i think in the recall where they go into this alien laboratory and i'm like it's just a lot of open space they have to put all of this they have to give thrust to this and take it somewhere you know another planet another solar system galaxy whatever and it, it just whatever whatever the sets <laughs> went from hey look this is james cameron and to hey look this is a concrete building i'm real i'm real confused <laughs> i didn't get that he was a stowaway for the longest time because he meets the admiral like the leader of the ship like right away and you'd think he'd be like yeah he's good but he doesn't and so he's a stowaway and that almost <laughs> bites him later i don't i don't know i don't know how to say how much i don't like this movie <laughs> wow okay. it is 
it's just everything that this movie does well, there is a different movie that does it better that you can probably just stream and not have to purchase or rent. <laughs> Bruce Willis just I couldn't decide if he was good or bad in this movie. Our lead is stoic and unlikable in just the most generic lines. I'm doing this for my family. <laughs> the monsters were just zombies. There was nothing super special about them. They had the little tongue thing, but whatever. I think the only action scene where I was like, oh, wow, was when <laughs> Captain Stanley got punched through the chest. That was cool. <laughs> Everything else was just, it's just a generic zombie movie. Oh, look, all of the body parts are combining together. There's going to be a monster. Oh, look, everything is kind of gloomy and oh, what's going on on the on New Earth once they finally get there? Hey, I bet the aliens are already here. And there they are. Now we got to have our generic horror movie cliffhanger, which I know you've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Really, there's no resolution. It's just on to the next thing. When we watched Seven Guardians of the Tomb, Kelsey Grammer stole every scene he was in. Deservedly he had a so. presence. What? I said deservedly so. Yeah. Des- yes, deservedly so. When we watched The Recall, Wesley Snipes just, he stole every scene he was in. He filled the room, maybe less deservedly so than Kelsey Grammer, but he did. And with Bruce Willis in this movie, it didn't feel like Bruce Willis. Like, it's just... You could have replaced him with anybody else and the movie would have been no worse off. And we still would have watched it because we only watched it because of the director. So he didn't <laughs> add anything to this movie. I say that. He added a lot to the marketing budget by having his face on it and his name front and center on the poster. But as far as the actual film itself, him as an actor, I don't want to say he phoned it in because I didn't feel like he phoned it in, but it's definitely not what you would expect from Mr. Willis. That's fair. The movie I was thinking of is Pandorum. I don't know if you've ever seen Pandorum. I don't think so. Okay. Well, I'll, a lot of movies, the, but... I'll send you the Wikipedia link. You can look at the plot synopsis later to see if you <laughs> think so. But no, I I get what you're saying. I just, I, for, for whatever reason, this movie kept me engaged pretty well. I, I will agree. <laughs> uh, I definitely think a lot of the actors phoned in their performances. So yeah, that be what it be. I know that from reading about doing my little bit of research, I know that they filmed very, very quickly. So a lot of things were rushed. They might not have had time to get the perfect take. Mm-hmm. But with the exception of our lead, everyone here is their seasoned professionals. Yeah. I mean, just to look at Bruce Willis's face on the movie poster. Yeah, it's the most generic. It, it's just him is staring that the, forward. Is that the face of a man who cares about this movie? <laughs> 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 like, seriously. Oh, man. Uh, no, so, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so I went back after watching this movie and I watched the trailer. I did watch the trailer. For the listeners out there, we don't watch trailers. We get as little exposure to the movie as we possibly can before deciding to watch it. So we don't want, we want to make sure that when we do watch it, it there's nothing tainting our opinions or our experience. It's just the way we do the, the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I watched it afterwards because uh, someone linked it to me, not knowing that I'd was about to watch it. Have you seen it? Yes, I did watch the trailer. Yeah. How do you feel about that trailer? <laughs> and how is it a good trailer, bad trailer, or somewhere in between? And do you think the trailer does a good job of setting up the movie? Do you think it um, oversells it, undersells it? I think it does a pretty good job of disguising what the movie actually is. Obviously, it's a 
it's an it's supposed to be like this weird sci-fi horror action movie in space but <laughs> i don't know like it it just doesn't it, you kind of like oh cool i i recognize these scenes or whatever but it doesn't like really tell you is this passengers is this what passengers was supposed to be like oh, and, don't don't bring uh, it up let's not no 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 i just meant like like is this what this is supposed to be like this is some big interstellar voyage where something bad goes wrong or something, sorry, but something wrong happens. And you're like, hey, what's going on? But there's a weird flesh monster. I don't know. The trailer definitely uh, undersold what the movie actually was, in my opinion. I kind of get what you're saying. I would say that it oversold the movie and that while it still looks like a B movie, it, <laughs> the trailer is way better than the finished product. Yeah, no, the, the trailer totally oversold what is coming. I guess what I should say is, yeah, I guess you're right. That makes more sense. Yeah. I get that. I changed my opinion. Oh, okay. So that was easy. <laughs> simple, simple. The trailer is basically the last half of the movie. Right. I mean, yeah. there's some cut scenes, but I think that happens in every trailer. Not everything sure. that makes it into the trailer makes it into the movie. Which but, is always just um, so weird to me, but <laughs> fair enough. I actually have a list of problems. Oh, a list, please. With this movie. Well, <laughs> I'm going to start the list off by bringing a segment forward a little bit into the pod. Oh, Typically, okay. at the end of our podcast, we try to give an idiot of the movie. Sure. A person who, for whatever reason, is unable to uh, handle themselves accordingly, makes a serious mistake or a series of mistakes that just really highlight the stupidity of this person. I honestly think Rachel Nichols might be the first back-to-back winner. Well, she like, What do you mean back-to-back? She was not the idiot of, of Pandemic. Oh, was she not? No, no, no. The the uh, the blonde doctor who stopped in the middle of the street to oh, stare the, at a the picture other. and then got ran over and then eaten yeah, the alive. Other blonde yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, How dare you say that about Miss Nichols? <laughs> oh my goodness. She might get a vote, honestly, but I think clearly the idiot of this movie is Thomas Jane, Admiral. Yeah. Kiernan Adams, and the reason why is spoilers. Uh, he goes into cryo sleep. Sure. And supposedly there is a, the the way the faster than light technology works in this movie is when they proceed to jump to light speed, there's something to do with time dilation. I don't know if that's accurate. I'm not here to debate that, but they, they do a 30 year jump. It right. doesn't take 30 minutes for the jump, but 30 years, yeah. time progresses 30 years. Right. I assume everywhere, not just on earth. Yeah, so yeah. he puts some people in charge of maintaining order on the ship for the 170 some odd days that they're going to be in space. I think it's actually 180. All these people die. They manage to wake him from cryo and he has this team of soldiers. He says, we are ready to maim, kill and murder at your command. Something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. After being briefed of the situation, he takes this team and immediately gets themselves and him slaughtered. Yes. Within minutes. They already know that bullets don't work. They already know that fire doesn't work. Well, the lasers yeah, worked sure. pretty well. The little, well they had little that, laser rifles and we're chopping off limbs and whatnot. Well, that's what I'm saying. They they had some lasers. And then for whatever reason, the lasers are no longer effective after a few moments. Because plot, but, yes. But I feel that personally, that was just a dumb move. Because what he does is he sticks them all in a hallway with a dead end. <laughs> Why is and there a pers- dead end hallway <laughs> at a spaceship? I don't know. 
<laughs> he doesn't split his team up. He doesn't come up with a plan. Uh, you know, any sort no of... No one is wearing a helmet. They're all wearing, bo- like, body armor, but pajamas. No yeah. I feel like they're wearing pajamas. They yeah, just woke up out of cryosleep. And they got these laser tag guns that they're going to use to shoot these weird alien reanimated zombie people. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like it's a bad move. Okay. I feel like Admiral Kiernan was an idiot. He had every opportunity in the world. They could have set up a trap, an ambush, yeah. whatever. I, I don't know. But he wins idiot of the movie for me. Sure. To add on, the Thomas's, Thomas Jane's character, Admiral whatever. Yeah. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> I'm going to add that to his list of transgressions. Just well, annoyingly so. Just points a gun at the guy who's essentially saving all of you because he happened to be sleeping with your daughter and get got her pregnant. Your adult true. daughter. Ah. Yeah. Ah. And this is supposed to be 200 <laughs> some odd years in the future, man. We got to get past this. Nah. But who's your idiot of the movie? Is it, oh, well, is it Admiral Adams? No, no. It's okay. not the Admiral. He wasn't there long enough to be an idiot. <laughs> and he did sacrifice himself at the end with that He grenade. didn't have to. He shouldn't have had to, but he chose to do that when his back was against that wall he put it on. Yeah. No. Obviously, the idiot of the movie is Teak. Mm. Okay. I mean, I can accept that. <laughs> played by, this is, uh, was it, uh, Callan Mulvey's Cat. character. He's the one who brought the alien on board to kill everybody because humanity shouldn't leave Earth. It should just die on Earth. <laughs> sure. That's idiotic. If you, that's what you think, then just stay behind, buddy. It doesn't right. matter. So he's obviously the idiot of the movie. Like right. there's well, and I know without yeah. him we don't have a movie, but they could have had some other origin, I'm sure. But just oh my goodness! No, I, no, I got you. No, I can accept that. Yeah, you should. You have to. You have no choice <laughs> but to accept it. My second real problem with this movie is, in fact, Rachel Nichols, who okay. is one of the few remaining medical personnel after the main doctor Ortega gets her head, for lack of a better word, smashed. It was bashed in, yeah. Yeah, and she, <laughs> they come upon this person who essentially killed Ortega. They shoot him several times yep. with guns, and he refuses to die. Yeah, He finally goes down, and the first thing that she does is want to be alone in a room with him. Well, they all thought he was dead. I don't know if she wanted to. She just didn't need any distractions while she's doing her autopsy. I, I don't know. I think, that's a, I think that's a bit of a stretch, Chris. I think that's a I'm bit of saying, a stretch. I know. I got a problem with it. I just have a problem. Sure. That's all I got. I got a problem. Oh, yeah. As soon as she was like, leave me alone so I can take care of it. I was like, oh, they're all going to (laughs) reanimate. Oh, I know exactly. Interesting. Interesting. I've been here. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I've seen this movie slash TV show slash I've read this book before. I did have a problem with some of the colored lighting that they decided to go with. Mm. There's a couple moments where they just have like a green out and then a red out and a blue out. I guess to kind of like hide some of the deficiencies. Sure. Are you talking about the uh, the laser light show that is the reactor? Yeah. That's behind uh, one door? <laughs> yes. And then they're making moonshine with jet fuel sure. and an acidic cleaner that can melt metal. Did you feel that the soldiers, the crew on this ship were just a little too disgruntled? Like, yeah, I felt that everything was too gritty. They were all too disgruntled. They were all too, they were miscreants. Is that the right word? I mean, they're definitely, I mean, this dude, what's his name? Clay, played by Bruce Willis, as it turns out, was was an admiral himself and was 
busted down because he refused to follow a direct order was busted down all the way to janitor yeah i think do you you recall what he refused to do he refused to fire on civilians or Uh, innocent protesters protesters? yeah yeah Mm. yeah (laughs) way to just suddenly paint this guy who's been ambiguous the whole movie and paint him as uh, a good person i guess (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. I think because up until that point, this guy's just a. They talk about it when they're in the mess about how this guy, he's a drunk. Well, he's constantly you know. drinking out of his little flask. Yeah. 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 So you, you get him and you're just like, oh, man, like this guy is garbo. And then at the end, you're like, wait a minute. He's, wait, he's a good guy? <laughs> but yeah. he's not a good guy? Yeah. I don't know. Problematic. My last major issue is another actor. Oh, okay. Man, there's only so many actors in this movie. Ralph Moeller played a character named Viral, and I'm not sure exactly who Viral was, but Ralph Moeller is a guy, I remember him most famously for playing in Gladiator. Mm-hmm. He was the the guy that was brought out of retirement to fight Maximus. Right. But he was also in The Scorpion King, Batman and Robin, Best of the Best, Universal Soldier. He's just been in just really generic action slash B movies pretty much his whole career. And then is probably his peak was in 2006. He started a movie called beer fest. Uh, sure. With the, what's it called? The broken lizard comedy duo where he plays a, a large comedy, German man. Yeah. Comedy troupe. I would call that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a, uh, that's my last problem. Why do you uh, have a, he just, why do you have a problem with him? Cause I don't know who he was. <laughs> I'm it? not, I'm, st- I'm still not sure who he is. It's just, uh, is he the not movie. the guy who explodes? No, who's is like that, this dude? Oh, that's 62. shady. Yeah, this dude's sixty-two. I don't know who. Uh, his, he is. might. Who knows? He probably got his scenes could have got cut. Who knows? Yeah, sure. He's in the background yeah. that one party scene. Yeah, that's what I'm upset about. Is you know he wasn't in more of this movie. So anyways. oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, he didn't have my, a more prominent role. Yeah, and that upsets so. you. <laughs> Look, man, if if you're gonna round up the B movie all stars, you got to give them their time to shine. Okay, everyone's everyone's got to hit the floor. Look. The last thing I want to do, we talk about the props a little bit. Okay. Is Thomas Jane holding a, a staple gun? Is that his gun? Is that just a, what that is? I, I really did also think it was a staple gun. Okay. All right. That's <laughs> it. You've already mentioned the tubes. They're spray painted and them shaking their guns as the, like, very unrealistically as they're pretending to fire them. But I wanted to round it out with the staple gun that Thomas Jane is holding on the cover of the movie. <laughs> I did have a question about the end with the weird amalgamation of flesh monster so uh, as it turns out what's going on is everything starts out okay and then there is a weird black slug thing that sneaks into shady's beer he drinks it as one does i've also got a problem with uh, a couple of these people smoking on a spaceship we've talked about this before gosh what is up with that i was (laughs) at the very beginning i was like why is he smoking this cigar in the spaceship and then it turns out to be an electric cigar and i was like okay Whatever. I'll allow it, right? Like it's not a real fire, but then yeah, later they're actually they're literally they're playing poker for cigarettes. <laughs> so Shady explodes, yeah, and then this large, weird black space slug gets into Blue, who we mentioned earlier. Blah 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 blah, and then they use this moxicel, which is the acid cleaner that they somehow also managed to turn it into a weird liquid napalm kind of thing i guess sure. i don't know they're just the future man it's the future yeah. you can't be can't be asking questions about the future <laughs> they're able to melt or blow apart these bodies 
And then these bodies eventually merge into like this crawling flesh monstrosity. Right. That was a combination of the body parts that got lasered off or blown apart by a grenade, plus the the acid flamethrower thing. Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel about this, I guess, this big bad evil monster? Yeah, why not have a final boss? (laughs) (laughs) On paper, not a bad idea. Like, it makes (laughs) sense, right? We kill it and it becomes more powerful. Once we, like, we Mm. we go the whole movie actually not being able to kill anything or stop them. uh, Because unlike normal zombies, they don't even die from headshots. They're just immune to all of this. But then when we finally do find a way to kill and stop them, they become more powerful. Like, on paper, that makes a lot of sense if you're trying to escalate things. Mm-hmm. Right, that, I think we can all agree on that. And if you don't, that's okay. You can be wrong. But it is a horrible looking CGI <laughs> flesh mod. Like the ogre from Mythica looks better than this thing. Well, it's, I was going to say, I, I agree with you. That it swipes it's, its arms and people fly. <laughs> it never hits anybody, never interacts with anyone. It's Ugh. it's definitely a case of one-upmanship on the uh, the side of the the black hats, right? Right, for sure. You have to have agency. They blow apart all these bodies, right? And right. then they're like, oh, great, we did it. But we still got 20 minutes of movie left. What are we going to do? You yeah. know, I just... They could have... You, know you know what you should have done? Ended it. Ended the movie 20 <laughs> minutes early. It only has... It's, it's only 92 minutes long. And it's a pretty... It's a, I wouldn't say it's brisk, but it... It's got I, a decent I felt, pace it, to it. I felt it was shorter than 92 minutes or 93, whatever. But yeah. I didn't think it was that brisk I, I definitely think kind of the middle part you know it, there's like the kind of the half-baked montage of them doing all their chores because sure. we start out on, on day 186 and then within five or six minutes we're on day 80 whatever like had the halfway like 10 point. days there's a whole pass scene. or something like that yeah that was the worthless montage <laughs> worthless but i feel like i feel like whoever the writer of this movie was whoever wrote the screenplay or whatever got the same book where they found Dagon from Mythica, mm-hmm. you know, the book of cliches. And they were like, what's the one thing that we can do to really show that these weird space alien slug zombie people are a real problem? And they opened it. And the first page they opened it to was weird flesh creation. <laughs> sure. And they just... They had a magic eight ball. Shook it. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I think that could have been a pretty decent... That could have been a, a, like, that could have worked. Like, maybe had they never shown it, like, at the end of the movie when they're on New Earth and there's this huge, weird blob thing off in the mist and you can't really see it. Oh, it's, it's the same, it, it's, it's the same CGI asset. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's clouded by the mists or whatever. I feel like had they probably never shown it except for shadows, it probably would have worked a little bit better. A little, yeah. Because, I mean, it would have given you some suspense. Like, maybe it doesn't swipe its weird tentacle claw thing and <laughs> has to kill Rachel Nichols immediately. She could have been like, oh, I got to run to the med bay. And then a few seconds later, we just hear her scream. Sure. But then you don't, you know, that's a couple minutes or lines she doesn't get for her rate. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what they were, most, they were most concerned with when making this movie was Rachel Nichols' rate. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel like this oh, movie definitely did not... It did not close its chapter the way it should have. I definitely think it was let down in the final moments. So. Sure, I agree. Yeah. Look, I think right now is <laughs> it's important for us to answer one more question before wrapping mm. this up. Okay. That question is, who is Kelsey Grammer? And why is he the giant flesh monster at the end of the movie? <laughs> uh, hold on. I'm, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to 
I'm going to think. I'm going to think. I'm going to gather my thoughts. I'm going to collect them into my brain. I'm going to project them to you through the ether. Kelsey Grammer was... The Admiral. Thomas... Yeah, I was going to say the Admiral. <laughs> Thomas Jane's character. Thomas yeah. Jane's character. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, yeah. No, clearly. I, and I think it would have even worked because, like, look, I'm not saying that Thomas Jane isn't believable as a badass because I saw Punisher. Oh, yeah. And I think that's probably the best Punisher movie that I've seen. And I'm including the, the one from the early 90s, <laughs> yes. late 80s oh, with yeah, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. I just... I don't know. Like, I... For me, he just didn't come off as the grizzled admiral. Like he didn't have the presence. Even Bruce Willis didn't have any presence in this movie. You, you, I think you nailed it earlier when you're talking about it. There's no one really stands out. No one, no one's chewing up the scenes. This is a scene by committee. Yes. But even in ensembles, like big ensemble casts, like the oceans, the oceans, the franchise. Yeah, a lot of television is ensemble. There's, but there's usually yeah. a character of the scene. This is about yeah. this or this is about that. Yeah. yeah. George Clooney steals every scene that he's in. Ian. Ian, yes. He steals every scene that he's in, even with Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Andy Garcia, Julia Roberts, whoever, right? Right. And I don't think any any character, any actor in this movie had presence. And I feel like had Kelsey Grammer been the Admiral, I think it would have been 10 times better. Yeah, all right. Did you see yeah. the what appears to be Japanese movie poster that I sent you? I did. So the movie was under the working title Anti-Life. Anti-Life? I don't know which. Yeah. What, uh, what the name would be there. Is it anti or anti? I don't know. But that was a working yeah. title. It was released as Breach everywhere that it was released. Right. As far as I can tell. I can't read Cantonese or <laughs> Japanese. But I assume those translate to Breach. Possibly Anti-Life? I don't know. Yeah. There is a dash in the Japanese name. So Yeah, I don't know. There's no information on that that I'm looking at. So I assume it's Japanese because if you click on that image and there's a little eye in the bottom left corner... It says countries Japan, so I'm just going to assume it's Japanese. This movie looks way more interesting. Anti-Life looks way more interesting than Breach was. Is it because they don't have random planets in the background, even though there's no planets in the in the movie? <laughs> no, if you look up Anti-Life movie, it brings you to Breach. Mm. So, well, I also feel like Rachel Nichols is using a weapon that does not appear in the movie. So, is that not one of the flamethrowers? No, that looks like a tube grenade launcher. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, be. why the heck not? Uh, but yeah, I pretty much got nothing. Yeah, um, I, else just like this movie. At the end of the day, it's got nothing for you. <laughs> we usually ask the question of whether or not this is worth the price of subscription. No, but you can't stream this, so no, it's not <laughs> worth the price. And I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's not worth the price of a rental. <laughs> well, I bought it. Yeah, no, uh, be- because of you. So you you did this to me. I did do this uh, to you, and I'm proud of myself. <laughs> if I wasted money on this movie, I can at least sleep soundly at night knowing that I made you waste money on this movie. Is this payback? Is this payback for no? This is no. We were just watching Breach. <laughs> it's a completely no, different movie, man. Come on. No, I'm saying is this revenge for me making you watch Angels Fallen? <laughs> oh, everything I ever do for the rest of my life is revenge for you making me watch Angels Fallen. Well, speaking of. If you liked this episode, which we definitely hope that you did, feel free to drop by and listen to some of our previous episodes. There's 49 other ones of our main line, and there are nine additional episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks. Feel free to listen to those as well on whatever podcasting platform of choice you do decide to use. We definitely appreciate it if you would give us a like, 
subscribe, five-star review, share it with your friends, share it with your enemies, anything you can do as the listener, we'd appreciate it. Word of mouth is the best advertisement. If you liked it more than just a like or a subscribe, you can always drop by our Patreon, patreon.com slash B underscore roll. If you do decide to become a patron and part with some of your hard-earned cash, was it cold hard cash or hard earned cash? It's either, either one. one, but really it's yeah. on the internet, so it's all digital. Yeah. So nothing mm, cold about yeah. it. Yeah. Feel free to send us your Bitcoin, like yes. whole Bitcoins. Yeah, whole Bitcoins. <laughs> Please do. Uh, but if you do decide to part with some of your money, we'd appreciate it as well. And you get access to all of our episodes early. You also get access to behind the scenes, out of pod little snippets. Uh, usually anything that can't make it into an episode for whatever reason, you get access to that as well. And you can find us on various social media platforms, twitter.com slash B underscore roll. You can also find us on Instagram as sci-fi wise guys. And if whatever I said doesn't make sense to you, facebook.com search the B roll podcast group, request to join. And if you post anything that has to do with camera work or camera footage, I will ban you. I will find you, and I will ban you from the internet. No. Uh, from the internet? Wow. <laughs> We're overreaching our powers. I will backtrace you. No. Wow. Um, <laughs> I think that's, also, but yes. that's a completely different movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, we would definitely appreciate anything that you can do. And, you know, but there is community, uh, as little as there is. We do get some engagement. But more importantly, if you want us to watch a science fiction or science fiction adjacent straight to stream quote-unquote b-movie email us at sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com some people have done that we've watched movies based on their suggestions and i feel like we're three for three everything that someone has suggested i think we liked for the most part for the correct? most part yeah i think four for yeah. four yeah what was our fourth we watched circle uh-huh. we watched into the night uh-huh what happened to monday what happened to monday I feel like there was another one. Oh, the COVID movie. The COVID movie. With the astro- the, co- the comet and the dumb people. Oh, gosh. Yes, the comet and the dumb people. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that movie is called. I've already I, forgotten the name of that movie. Yeah. Not even worth it. <laughs> Not even worth it. So yeah. we're three out of four for liking movies that yeah. people suggest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in that fourth case, they did, they did uh, reach out and say how much they disliked the movie as well. So... <laughs> It was less that they had bad taste and more that they wanted to make sure that we suffered. Fair enough. Now, to repeat what you said, I want to thank everyone for listening this far. Please be sure to share us with your friends and share us with your enemies. Mm-hmm. And until next yes. time, stay safe, stay hydrated, and remember that you are loved by Chris. <laughs> and I guess me. Bye. Thanks, guys. Unless you have uh, any objections to the to the movies we watch, and we don't always watch movies, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to start watching the trailers afterwards, just the main trailer or what have you, to see yeah. how it compares to the the finished product. Yeah, no, I, I don't have a problem with that. I think that will give us a little. It'll uh, give us an extra minute of content, you know. Um, <laughs> It'll give us the ability to be like, wait a second, <laughs> that's not what was supposed to happen. <laughs>